Hello, and welcome to a new episode of These Little Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Kassam. In this podcast, I talk about my journey with binge eating and how I overcame it. I really hope it helps you, and I'll see you soon. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of These Little Moments. I am your host, Ryan Kassam. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about binge eating, more specifically my story with binge eating. So I was asked this question on my Instagram live, if I have ever had an ED. And if you have my brain, you immediately think ED, erectile dysfunction. But that was not the question. The question was, have you ever had an eating disorder? And this is a story I've shared before, but I don't think I've ever left it on like a public forum or at least for people to access continually. So I'm going to talk about my my struggles with binge eating and how I kind of overcame them and how it kind of comes back from time to time. But essentially, we are going to flash back, flashback to when I was in college. So circa 2010 to 2014. Um, so I think a lot of people struggle with this when they're in college, when we're all on our own and we have to find our own sort of independence and what we consider um, good habits and whatnot and not being watched by our parents, but what we're eating, not being fed specifically by our parents, but being responsible for our own actions and behaviors. So when I was in college, I more specifically my sophomore year in college, I really struggled with binge eating and it's not really something I was mindful of or would even, I don't even think I knew what binge eating was um, when I was a sophomore, but it was something I was becoming more aware of and especially now looking back on. But essentially my my routine was I would Monday through Friday eat extremely, extremely healthy. I'm talking like, uh, you know, whole wheat pasta and chicken breast and salad like every night for dinner. And I mean like every night for dinner. Um, sweet potato, all that, like very, very quote unquote healthy foods. Um, and come Friday, I would uh, go out, drink um, excessively because that's what you do in college. And then Saturday and Sunday, that would kind of continue. Um, and more specifically, I labeled Sundays as my cheat day. So my cheat day would consist of me waking up and knowing full well that I was like, oh, today is my cheat day. I'm going to eat exactly what I want because I was so good during the week and I didn't eat anything that I really wanted during the week. So I labeled it as like a good week. So what I would do is I would wake up, I would start my morning with like those instant ramen noodles, and then I would eat um, one to two boxes of Girl Scout cookies, specifically Tagalongs, because that's the best flavor. Don't at me. Um, and then I would order a large specialty pizza, and that would be just for myself. So that would either be like a large like chicken bacon ranch pizza or barbecue pizza, whatever the case may be, but I get like a large to myself. And then once I devoured that over the course of a day, um, I would eat a Ben and Jerry's ice cream after that. So this was me sort of labeling it as a cheat day and that I deserve it. And it was almost like a reward for being quote unquote so good all week. Um, but 
<laughs> this is, I mean, looking back on it, it's, it's really, it's crazy because I would get so frustrated that I wasn't seeing the progress that I wanted um, because I was so good Monday through Friday and I, it would just like, almost like I'd have amnesia about the weekend and forget that I was completely undoing it all in a matter of a couple days, specifically one day. Um, so this, this routine kind of went on for a couple of years. So I would say even into my senior year, um, in college and it wasn't something I became aware of or that it was a problem until I was out of school and I would do the same thing at like, you know, parties or get togethers or, um, you know, even on Sundays, like I would just literally like if I ordered something or went out, I would just order everything and order way too much and eat past the point of being, you know, full um, to the point where I was uncomfortable and would even just get sleepy because I ate way too much. But this is something I didn't realize until probably a couple of years ago that this was one, a problem, and two, uh, I have not addressed it. So the the question that was asked in my IG Live was, have I ever had an eating disorder? I, I would say yes, it wasn't diagnosed, but I would say yes, I was chronic binger for, for years. Um, and the strategies that I use, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I was trying or attempting to uh, do these things, but I think I just did them over time because I had goals and I wanted to, um, you know, hit those goals. And, and these were the actions that I needed to take that actually helped me get over my binging disorder. Um, so what I started to do was include foods that I actually enjoyed during the week, right? So that was, if you picked up on my story, like the big thing that I was doing was restricting myself severely during the week, uh, labeling foods as good or bad and, you know, eating very, very healthy, quote unquote, clean eating. And then come the weekend, I'd say, you know, screw this. I'm going to eat everything in sight. And I did. And uh, this was a big thing for me. So what I started to do was this is when I actually started tracking calories and all that. So when I was tracking calories, I would input foods I actually wanted. So whether that was like, well, that was eating a Ben and Jerry's, but, you know, tracking ahead of time, or it was like finding alternative foods that, you know, would still fulfill my cravings, or it was, you know, tracking those Oreos or tracking those three slices of pizza. Um, I think this is important. So if this is, if this is you, like if you're, you know, Mr. and Miss Clean Eater, and you're trying to, you know, get over this habit of labeling foods good or bad, I think it's it's a good thing to start incorporating, whether it's just like a snack, like a Kit Kat bar, or like one serving Oreos, or like those little packages into your daily routine, where it helps you to realize I could still make progress on whatever my goals are, while still eating foods just like this that I actually enjoy. And also what we're doing is eliminating the craving from getting to a point where instead of it's a 10 out of 10 where I'm going to eat everything, we're, we're kind of eating that snack that we want when our cravings are like a three out of 10. I think that's really important to understand because most of the time we restrict, restrict, restrict to the point where we really want this thing and we're going to eat all of this thing and then some because we deserve it and, you know, we haven't been eating it. So why not eat all of it now? And then, you know, that leads into a cycle of, of binge eating, which I think a lot of people go through. So 
one thing I did was including all types of foods into my diet. I think that helped a ton. Another thing I started to incorporate was making sure I stopped eating when I was full. And this is something that I would say is pretty recent within like the last year, year and a half is developing that awareness. So I think we all know when we're full. It's just a matter of like these little little things that go through our heads of like, well, it's almost like a survivor mode where it's like, well, I don't know when I'll eat this food again or like this thing's so good I need all of it now. Um, even though our body's like, you're full, like you probably should not eat more than what you've eaten. Um, so developing that awareness of, of realizing that you're full and then the big thing is stopping when you're full, right? So I think... That was something I've started doing within the last year, year and a half, and it has not only allowed me to feel better, um, but it's it's become easier to do now that it's a practice habit. So I think it's important when we're, we're navigating binge eating is setting bright lines and creating these disciplines, excuse me, about when, when or when you won't uh, do something. So setting a bright line of when you're full, you're full. You're not going to go back for any more food. Um, what you can even do is if you think you want more food, give yourself like 20 minutes where you don't eat any of the food and, and you just give yourself time to relax um, and distract yourself with something else. And I think if you're still hungry after, then go ahead and eat it. But if you're not, then that's how you can kind of, you know, create that awareness where it's like, I'm not actually hungry. It's either a habit that I've gotten into or it's boredom or it's stress, whatever the case may be, um, which leads me into another thing that was caused my binging was, you know, stress or emotions. And this is something that kind of runs in my family of emotional eating. So like we, you know, I was, I was raised like with comfort foods and, you know, if I was upset, go get ice cream, whatever the case may be. Um, so emotional eating is, is super common. I think most of the time we do things when we're emotional because it's a temporary relief of what we're going through. It's a distraction. It's avoidance. But really what avoidance is, is you're just delaying uh, the emotion, right? And it's going to come anyways. And if we cope with it using food or whatever other, you know, distraction you use, it's it's not going to go away. So, a big thing for me too was was going to therapy, and going to therapy helped me tremendously, um, becoming more aware of my emotions, becoming more vulnerable, and recognizing you know how I feel, communicating with others. Um, it helped me tremendously. So if you're someone who finds that they eat out of emotion or stress, I would highly recommend uh, you know seeking out a therapist and going to therapy because. It is so important to get a firm grasp on your emotions and your your mental well-being. And just like your cravings, you know, stopping your your 10 out of 10 emotional panic attack, whatever the case may be, before it gets there, where you cope with food or wherever you cope with, and, you know, being proactive about your mental health and, and doing something when it's like a 3 out of a 10, a 3 out of a 10, 3 out of 10, um, and I think that would help a lot. I think most of the time people binge eat or eat overeat um, out of emotion. That's super common. And um, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's just that it's 
it's something that I think we all eventually have to overcome if it's if it's become an issue. Um, and most of the time, I think binge eating occurs too when when we don't accept it. And we kind of just look at it as, um, you know, this is wrong. What I'm doing is, is, isn't right. And I think if we look at it as, if we're told not to drink alcohol when we're teenagers, the first thing you want to do as a teenager is drink alcohol, right? Because you're, you're constantly told this is not good. Do not do this. It's wrong, blah, blah, blah. And first thing you want to do is do that thing. But if we accept it and we recognize that if we do do this, it's okay, I think what that does is it takes away like the allure of doing that action or that habit. So I think the same thing goes for binge eating. So a lot of time what I'll have my clients do is not only create like a protocol, you know, strategies to go over their binge eating and go over emotional eating, stuff like that, but to accept the fact that if they binge it's okay. Because what we're doing is just trying to eliminate the allure of this is wrong and, you know, almost like downplay, like if you do it, it's okay. Like accept it because that's just taking it off the pedestal and you're going to be less likely to want to do that thing. So that's what I rec- I would recommend. That's, those are over the years. That's, those are kind of like the strategies I've unknowingly implemented that have helped me tremendously um, with my binge eating. And, and as I say this, I don't say this as someone who has never binged again, like, or overeaten again. I, I definitely have. And it's, it's, it's become when you when you go over these things, it it becomes less frequent um, than you might be doing now, but it, it could still happen. And I think it's important to recognize that if it if and when it does happen, it's okay. Just like we talked about, like accepting it. Like you're not you didn't fail because you didn't binge for like over a year, whatever the case may be. Like it's totally okay. It's it's just a matter of just getting back on track and sticking to your bright lines and your strategies, whatever the case may be. If it was emotional, you know, making sure you're you're recognizing, you know, your mental health and and implement, implementing strategies for your mental health. Um, those are all important things. Um, so that's kind of my story with binge eating. Uh, I, I think a lot of people could relate with it because I think we all go through that in college. Um, and I think these habits kind of carry over to the real world when we're in it. And it's it's hard to get over these things and, and to recognize it and, you know, not to tackle it. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to this. If you're interested in online health and wellness coaching, you can go to my website, bodybyryan.com, and you can apply for coaching there. And yeah, whatever your goal is, I will help you get to it. And that's pretty much it, y'all. You can find me on Instagram at bodybyryanfitness. And yeah, I love you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of These Little Moments Podcast, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of These Little Moments Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. And I just want you to know I love you. I'm so appreciative of you listening to this. And thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. Later.